Chapter 22 The Letter Over the next few hours, following our return home, our return to Iana's home, but also somewhere that Melissa considered home because she had spent her childhood growing up there, Melissa and I told Iana everything about what had happened since we moved to our new, now non-existent home in the centre of England. Everything from Melissa knowing that she was about to change into a wolf for the first time, to our forced confrontation with one another as a result of psychological conditioning by the rebellious wannabe vampire king, Vanguard. As for my side of the story, I tried to skim over the finer details of my relationship with Vega, and on that subject I knew that neither Ayanna nor Melissa wanted nor needed to know everything. However, listening to Melissa tell her story of what happened to her while she was being held prisoner by the vampires was absolutely heartbreaking for me to hear, and it no doubt must have been a thousand times worse for Melissa to relive, because, unlike me, Melissa did not hold back at all in describing the abuse that she had been subjected to. In comparison to what we had been through, Anna told us that her life had been relatively quiet for the most part. The highlight of the past few months being when she was walking to the local post office and she found a £20 note lying on the floor, which she had not told a single soul about before us. Anna told us that she had mostly been focusing on her paintings, the sales of which she had received a modest income from, and the local gallery had been kind enough to both put her paintings on display for everybody to admire, as well as handle the sales of her paintings for her without taking any kind of commission for doing so. And Ayanna did seem happy. She seemed content. And she seemed to be living the life she always wanted, where she wanted. And she was able to do exactly what she wanted, when she wanted. In her words, her life as it was then, was a dream come true. Melissa and I, on the other hand, were now homeless, jobless, penniless, and in desperate need of a purpose, beyond being the wolf. It was soon evening, and as Ayanna and Melissa continued to talk and catch up with one another, I instead retreated to my old bedroom, and it was just as the moon could be seen just above the horizon that I sat down on my bed and I started to unpack a couple of things from the bags that Melissa and I had brought with us. And as I took things out one by one, I slowly uncovered an envelope with my name in it, the same envelope that Vega had given to me after I had left him to move into the apartment that he had arranged for me. I'd honestly forgotten all about that envelope, that letter, and now that I was holding it in my hands, I found myself afraid to open it and read it, because I had no idea whatsoever what Vega had written to me. I almost put the letter back into the bag from where I found it, but, but in the same breath, I was also curious about what he might have said, and, and this letter was something that Vega wanted to communicate to me personally, and it could have been the last thing that he said to me. And that was my reasoning for initially laying the envelope down on the bed beside me for a good long while. Before I finally bit the bullet, I took a breath. I opened the envelope and I read the handwritten letter from Vega. Dear Olivia, I suspect that by whatever time and place you choose to read this letter, you may already be wondering when and if your life will ever and could ever be normal again. 
However, you already know that things have not been normal for you in a very long time. But the reason that you do not live an ordinary life in comparison to a great many people in this world is because you are by no means ordinary. You are extraordinary in every way. And it is the fact that you are so blessed with the gift to be able to change yourself into a wild and ethereal spirit that makes you so extraordinary. And it is your pure heart and your generous soul that makes you stand out from the crowd of everybody else on this planet. I have lived in this world for a very long time. However, in all the time that I have walked this earth, I have never met anybody quite like you, Olivia. I only wish that you and I had met each other a long time before we did. However, I still maintain the belief that you and I must have known each other in another life, in another place, at another time, because I feel like I have known you all my life. I will always believe that you and I were meant to meet, meant to fall in love with one another, to be together, and to share an unbreakable connection with one another. However, I fear that our paths may one day diverge again and I might have to accept that our union may only have been meant for a short time. And if there does in fact come a time when either of us must choose whether to stay together or to live apart, I know that no matter where we are or who we are with, our love for one another will never die and will continue to burn until the end of time. I do not wish for this letter to be so long that it could easily become the length of a chapter in one of my books. So I will soon cut this correspondence short before my words accidentally run away with themselves. However, before I do that, I would like to tell you something. Something that you already know, but that which I enjoy telling you over and over again. And that something is that I love you. I love you, Olivia Hunter, and I always will. Life can never be accurately predicted in great detail. However, that being said, I know with all that I am that I love you. I have always been meant to love you, and I will always love you. So now I say goodbye to you, Olivia. But of course, this is not truly a goodbye in the conventional sense. It is more of a see you soon. And I know for a fact that we will see each other again very soon. But until then, I hope that you will look after yourself and that you will do what your instincts tell you to do and what the wolf in you tells you to do. Because if I know anything about you and about the wolf inside you, it is that no matter what you are faced with, you will continue to endure and outlive the adversary that is death from taking you before your time. I love you. V. I, I was shaking after I finished reading Vega's letter and I put it down on the bed. I was also unsuccessful in trying to hold back the flood of tears that was already streaming down my cheeks. I sat there on my bed feeling, feeling absolutely awful. I felt so guilty. I felt so selfish. And I knew that I would most likely always feel this way because, because I knew that no matter what Vega's letter had said, there was no going back. I knew it. And the wolf in me knew it too. Everything happens for a reason. 
The die cannot be uncast, and what is done is done. I, I, I knew that I had to think about Melissa first now, because she was all that I had. I wanted to scream. I wanted to shout. I wanted to, I wanted to be with Vega, but I knew that we couldn't be together because we were literally from different worlds. But saying all that, I would never hesitate at the opportunity to see him again, even if it were only for a second, one day. But that moment was not the time. And I did not know when the right time would be. And I didn't know, I didn't, I didn't know what I should be feeling. All I knew for sure was that I didn't know what was going to happen next. However, I decided while I was still figuring everything out, at least for the moment, I would do what Vega advised me to do. Listen to my instincts. So I did exactly what my instincts told me to do. I lay down on my bed, I closed my eyes and I allowed a wave of sleep to envelop me and to carry me away to my dreams.